The number one regret I hear from people who've gone through a divorce is that they didn't prepare in advance. There's no do-over in divorce, so planning early in the process is a game changer. Divide and Thrive's Divorce Planner takes the guesswork out of what to do. Their planner has helped thousands of people throughout the U.S. and Canada save time and money during divorce and have peace of mind. Their program guides you through how to set divorce goals, tackle your budget with easy-to-use financial planning tools, streamlines your essential document collection, and simplifies asset cataloging. Recommended by divorce attorneys, mediators, and financial advisors, the easy-to-use planner helps you address the emotional and business sides of divorce and create your best next chapter. Check out www.divideandthrive.net for reviews and a peek inside the planner. Use code SUSAN22 for 20% off. Divorce is hard. Divide and Thrive makes planning for one easy. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I felt the pressure to make this happen right away. What I've learned now is that every state is different and there's no time limit. Like I didn't have to rush to find an attorney. I didn't have to rush to do all this. I could have taken my time and made better choices. That's like the biggest takeaway that I can say to anyone is like, sit back and breathe. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I am joined by a friend who lives in the podcast world as well. In fact, Wendy has not one, but two hit podcasts, um, which for those of you out there who don't know, I have two podcasts as well. So it's kind of fun to be talking to another podcaster. My guest today, Wendy Sloan, is originally, God, she has a fascinating career, guys. She was a big time producer. She produced shows. Yes, you, you know these shows. She was the producer for The Geraldo Show and for Phil Donahue's show. She ha- was a part of some of the biggest stories in the history of news media, I mean, you were on the OJ story. You, I mean, Wendy, she's she's been through it. She knows and has interviewed so many fascinating people. Her first podcast is called What's Up with Wendy? <laughs> and that is short 10-minute interviews with, gosh, big, big names. Go check it out. She has, I've listened to a bunch of them, and there's just some really fascinating, what's your tagline for that? Conversations you want to hear? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> And they are, folks. They are conversations you want to hear. And then you may know Wendy, for those of you who are listening in my audience, you may know Wendy and Daniel Harold, her co-host, from their more recent podcast launch, which is Divorce Doesn't Suck. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But first, let me just say thank you so much to Wendy for taking the time to come on today. Thanks so much, Wendy. Thank you. And thank you for that beautiful, lovely introduction. I appreciate it. 
I, as I, you know, do so many interviews, this is, I think, up, I'm up into like three or 400. I don't often meet people who have probably done more interviews than I have, but <laughs> you definitely have. But, but what many people d- may not know about you, people who listen to Divorce Doesn't Suck will know, as many people who are like you and I in the divorce support space, I'll call it, we come from a place of our own divorce experience, right? My listeners know about my divorce experience. And in fact, you and I have talked about you have your own rather storied <laughs> divorce experience. And I say storied, folks, because Wendy is lives in Connecticut, where you all know I practiced for so many years of my career. And in fact, um, she has interacted <laughs> Uh, with many of my former colleagues and friends oh in that space. Yes, oh my. <laughs> but Wendy, I thought maybe as we go into sort of a, a discussion of if you had only known then what you know now on the other side, maybe we could start with a little bit of your your divorce story. Sure. What a story it was. <laughs> What is, yes. And I say was because everything's fine now. I mean, I'm on, I'm way on the other side for a long time now, but um, I remember back then I felt very alone because nobody, this was going back to 2007, 2008, nobody was getting divorced in my community or nobody that I knew about. There was this one girl that I had heard was going through divorce. So I messaged her and I said, you don't know me, but I think we have a lot in common. And so at least I had someone to talk to, um, but it felt really alone. There were no podcasts to listen to. There were no sites to really look up. I had two small children. I was like, I felt very, very overwhelmed in the process. And here you are, you're a full-time mother. I was no longer in my career. I My career was raising my children and being my kid's mom. And this happened. And yes, I wanted the divorce, but where do you begin? And you don't know where to begin back then. So it's a, so yeah. it's really scary. So the process began and it's, of course, you know, that it's going to interview attorneys. Well, I didn't really know I was supposed to interview a hundred attorneys. I just like found one attorney, went to see the attorney and that's, that's where it all began. And I think that was one of my biggest mistakes. I wish I was guided. I wish I had known. I wish there were, were I just didn't know. So here I was with one attorney, um, whether good, bad, indifferent, wasn't the greatest choice for me. Um, and that started my road. I met my ex-husband when I was right be- the summer, right when I stopped working. Well, I was about to stop working because I was going to get married in Florida. Well, I got married in Florida and was going to plan that. So it was right before I was 31, got married later in life, got engaged when I was 32, got married when I was 33, had my first baby at 34, had my second baby at 35. Everything was happy. You know, I I wanted to be a mom more than I wanted my huge, gigantic career. Um, happy that it happened the way it did, that I got to enjoy my life and live my dream. And boy, did I live my dream. Um, but then, you know, being a mom was everything to me. And I was content for a while, but I didn't realize I wasn't happy inside. I wasn't being fulfilled. I wasn't having, I had that picture perfect wedding, picture perfect marriage, picture perfect guy on paper, but something was missing and I just wasn't happy. So I went saying, I don't want to be married anymore. And that became, that became the tailspin of everything. Um, And it wasn't, there wasn't any like, you know, big scandal. There wasn't any big cheating thing. It was just two people getting divorced. Um, but there was a long road of litigation 
And I felt very consumed by all of that. It became a full-time job. Well, and that's, I think you've, you've hit on a couple of things there that I, I am sure are resonating with some of the people who are listening right now, right? You knew everyone thinks that divorce happens when something horrible happens, right? And, and you just described it wasn't that something horrible happened. It was that the relationship for whatever reason was no longer serving at least one of you. Um, But then that next step in that moment, it took you straight into that path of litigation. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what happens when that happens. But for a lot of people, you know, maybe I hope there's some comfort in understanding that the vast majority, I mean, I've been a divorce attorney for uh, today, the day we're taping this, oh. folks, is my 33rd day, the day I got sworn in 33 years ago in Connecticut. Um, I just realized that as I looked at the date. Yes. Yeah, so 33 years ago. So I've been practicing and been a divorce attorney for 33 years. The vast majority of cases are not cases where someone, something super horrible has happened. It happened, sure. But a lot of times it's just that a relationship is no longer the right relationship for at least one of the people. So let's, I'm, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of what would you do differently today in that moment? Once you've decided you want to get a divorce, what, what would you change about how you went into the process? I would have sat down, taken a deep breath and slowed the process down and did my research and reached out to anything I could grab hold of to make better choices. I felt the pressure to make this happen right away. What I've learned now is that every state is different and there's no time limit. Like I didn't have to rush to find an attorney. I didn't have to rush to do all this. I could have taken my time and made better choices. That's like the biggest takeaway that I can say to anyone is like, sit back and breathe. You're not going to be forced into anything. You can take your time. And had I taken my time, my course might have been a little bit different. I might have had better legal advice. It's that I call it the grace of space in that moment because I think there's, and you know, let me know if this sounds like your experience. For me, the decision to get divorced, because I was the one also who who wanted to end the relationship. When I got through that back and forth of, am I going to stay or am I going to go? I was a little exhausted, but felt, as you just said, like the gun had gone off and I needed to get this done. And I'm a divorce attorney, (laughs) right? I should. And, And so I was educated on it. But I think many people, you know, there's that, oh, gosh, I've said it. I've told my spouse I want a divorce. And now I've got to make this happen, as you just said. And truly you do not. And what people need to know is that decision you make at the very beginning of your divorce as to who's going to represent you or help you or guide you, support you through that divorce and the process you choose, litigation, mediation, Mm -hmm. collaborative divorce, all these different options, that has a lot to do with how your divorce is going to unfold and your life after divorce. And so that that pause you just said, I think is such a golden nugget for listeners to understand. Yes, take a pause, sit back and breathe and know that you you can take your time doing this. So important. Um, you know, that and and I and I wished I wouldn't have engaged as much 
uh, as, and, and I, I kept engaging, engaging because I, because the, the fight was there, you know what I mean? Like he wanted the fight. So I would be, I would keep going at it. And I wish that I could have like, yeah. okay, now I would, I would tell my friends or people that I know that come to me for advice, you know what, send your friend an email, write an email and don't send it, you know, write a text and send it, send it to your best friend. Just don't keep sending it. And there's just, um, so many things now that, um, I would do, I would have done different. I can't change it now. I can only, you know, be in this wonderful community that we're building, you know, together, your show, our show, and just, you know, help people out. And people say that they're like, gosh, thank you so much. You've made such a difference. Like, I didn't know that. So I feel like, you know, we, well, maybe we got divorced for a reason because now we have this and and we're giving back. Absolutely. You know, I have, to, I've always said, you know, my own personal life experiences of, I was a single person when I became a divorce attorney. I was then a married person when I was a divorce attorney. Then I became a divorced person when I, and then I married someone who had and became a stepmother when I was a divorce attorney. So every one of those life experiences of mine changed perceptibly how I then supported my clients going forward. So we do bring our life experience to this space. And I think that is what drives many of us to create podcasts that share you know, wisdom and expertise and why you're here on my show, sharing your personal experience to give people the insights of what they might want to do differently. Awareness, I always say, awareness is the beginning of all change. It's the begin of, yeah. be, beginning of making things better. And that do not engage is so critical for people because, you know, you're getting divorced. You say to this, per if you're the person who wants the divorce, you say to this person, thank you. You've been a wonderful spouse, but this is no longer right for me. I want out. Rejection is not usually received. Right. Well. And so very often you can then be hit and, and just double that up with getting into the litigation adversarial process of that you you may engender a lot of nasty grams and accusations and blame and anger that comes at you, as you said, and your first response as a human being is to defend yourself. Yeah. But that is engaging and it creates a toxic cycle of conflict, doesn't right. it? Yes. And one thing I don't think I've ever said this on my podcast or out or to any or in, in public like this, I wanted the divorce. He filed the papers. So Exactly he, he, yeah. It was his, it, you know, he's, he's a very, um, he's a business person. So when I was like, I'm done and, um, you know, here you go, by the way, I threw my rings at him, um, all of them. And that was a mistake too. So don't do that. Cause you don't get them back. I'm just saying that all these years later, I still don't have them. And that, you know, that was that, but it was his business. So he called a bunch of divorce attorneys, um, which I found out later on and they knocked them off the list. And here I was, uh, you know, that's, and he already had an attorney. He filed the papers already. And that's what made me feel the pressure. Uh, that's what made me feel like, oh my God, I better get somebody right away because he already has somebody. Meanwhile, I didn't have to do that. And um, my life would have been a lot smoother in that very beginning of time. Had I once again, taken my time, taken a deep breath and so don't rush, you know, take your time, find the right person. I think your divorce attorney, hiring the right divorce attorney is the single first step and the greatest thing that you do in your divorce, like, you know, the most important part. 
it's the hardest to describe the relationship between a divorce attorney and their client. The client is at one of the worst times in their life, looking for a lifeline and a protector and a person who's going to, you know, support them through the process. And it's an extremely intimate time in a person's life. And you're going to be talking about things that fall into intimate that, or that fall into part deeply personal. Um, and so finding the right person is so important. And there's so think about think about how many divorce attorneys there are out in the world. Trust me, folks, <laughs> there's a lot of us. I always told people they should interview at least three people before making any decisions about who they might want to represent them. And in fact, if I was the first person that somebody came to visit, I would give that or offer them at least other names of colleagues to go and interview. I wow. wouldn't want to be hired without being the right person for a client. And we all have different styles. We all have different you know, ways of, of communicating and interacting with our clients. So I do think that's critically important. And, and it's almost the same thing when we talk about the don't engage, right? You're talking about give yourself some space with the don't engage and the send, if you feel the need to send back a quick yes. text or email, send it to a friend. I like that tip, but it's almost that same thing, right? Give yourself that grace of space right. before you jump into that, you know, feeding the fire. And another piece of advice I have, which I, just came to me as you were saying that. So years later, um, my kids are graduating from high school and I'm still in it. Okay. So the litigation continued to continue to go on. Um, that's a whole nother podcast. But when I was looking for that attorney, I think this was a couple attorneys down the road. I was obviously my head was more clear. This has been a long time. I had learned a lot. I still, you know, wasn't wasn't aware of all the podcasts and all the outlets and sources for me. But I took a friend with me this time. And um, because you sometimes your head's not always as clear when you're going through all this. So had I done that the time before and before and before. And before and before and before. <laughs> That's how many attorneys I went through. Um, you know, and I'm I'm not proud to say that, but I was my focus was my kids, my their well being, being their mom, keeping them out of everything. And you know, I was I, unfortunately I was very trusting. I needed uh, this last time my my attorney that basically um, did my last trial uh, when when the kids were almost aged out anyway. Um, she was the person that really made me believe, wow, there are really amazing divorce attorneys out there. There are people that really care. There are people that really have your best interest that just don't want your money. Um, it made a huge difference in my life. I, I just have to say that like it, it changed, it changed everything. And I said, God, if you were there from the very beginning, I probably wouldn't be in this position where I am right now. So maybe take a friend with you. Yeah, it's that's actually it's like when you go to the doctor, right? And you're getting a diagnosis yes. or a treatment plan. Sometimes you need to bring someone else because you're not going to remember everything. You're in that emotional space of hearing whatever the that diagnosis might be. So it's absolutely true. Um, to, you know, good tip to bring someone. I will say the just the attorney side of me. There is a confidentiality issue with bringing a third party. Everyone knows about attorney-client privilege, but one thing that happens when a third party is present, if they don't work for the attorney, um, then that can destroy privilege or that can impact privilege and make it non-privileged, whatever is discussed. Yeah. So I have had people bring people 
And when we're going to get into something that should remain privileged, I have had to, you know, make that clear and maybe ask the friend to to leave us for a moment so we could talk about the fact that taxes weren't paid the way they were supposed (laughs) to be paid or something of that nature um, that needed to stay privileged. But that's absolutely right. You know, that is something that you do to support yourself and that it's the same thing. Your friends can be an incredibly good source of that emotional support, but also, as you've pointed out, the person who says, you know, maybe don't hit send on that email or hit delete, or I hear you, let that be enough. He doesn't need to Or reword what Um, you said or change this and stuff because it doesn't, yes, so many things, so many things, oh my. Hey listeners, did you know that you can now listen to Divorce and Beyond on your favorite audiobook platform, Audible? If you're like me and you love your audiobooks along with your podcasts, this is a great time to check out Audible memberships. They have two levels, Audible Plus and Audible Premium Plus. You right now can get a free trial of Audible Plus, and if you decide to subscribe to Audible Premium Plus, you will also get up to two free audiobooks. So go to the links in the show notes to get these special offers, and I'll see you over on Audible. Stay tuned for more from Wendy Sloan as she shares the insights she has learned from her divorce and why she says even a bad divorce can be a good thing. It was sucky. Yes, my divorce was sucky. The process was sucky. The people in my life were sucky at that time. But there was a lot of good in it because me and my my two kids, regardless of all that, we had this beautiful life. We built a beautiful life. We built a happy home. I finally got rid of the big house, that the marital house, and I'm still in the home that, that we got after everything was said and done, when it was over, and I, we, I couldn't be happier. If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out last week's show with leading attorney Monica Mazzi, who shares all the reasons why a prenup can help you have a happy marriage. But once we're done with the agreement and they put it in a drawer, hopefully to never look at again, they look back and think, wow, I think that going through that process was actually really helpful. We would have never talked about that, you know, if it wasn't for putting this agreement together. And now we return to today's show. Back when you were first facing divorce, um, I think our family wizard was out there, but frankly, a lot of people had trouble with it back in its early days. And now today, there's so many communication apps for parents, and they really do simplify that process and almost put into place that pause that we're talking about Mm -hmm. for parents. Some of them have tone meters that instead of your best friend telling you you've gone a little over the top with the F-bombs, it will tell you you've gone over the top with the F-bombs. I recently just learned about those apps. So I I was, it was one of our podcasts and I was, they were talking about our family wizard. And I said, wait a second, there's an app where other people like can listen in. So that means everyone will kind of behave a little bit better, but their true colors will eventually come out because they always do. I was like, why didn't I know about that? So I just learned about that recently. They Well, our family wizard is the OG. It's the one that's been around the mm-hmm. longest. 
but there's a lot of, there's talking parents. My personal favorite is one called FAIR, F-A-Y-R, and they allow for calendaring and they allow for the payment of shared expenses, which is such a huge problem. There's a new one called Onward that works in that shared expenses space that's fabulous. Technology really, truly can be our friend in, in spaces like this where there's conflict. Um, and, you know, I think that's a, a huge assist to parents. And there's a lot of reason, additional reasons. It stores all of the information in one place. Um, it, it reminds people that there are other people who might have eyes on what their communication is. Maybe that gives them pause. So, you know, not engaging. One of the things you mentioned that your children were at the top of your priority list. And I think one of the things that many parents don't grasp or could use, um, you know, a reminder of is sometimes the the actual conflict between parents, no matter what it's over, it could be over, you know, any single issue. Mm-hmm. But if mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad are in conflict, that is probably one of the very worst things for your children. Right. So that engagement, which is a conflict cycle, is actually not good for your kids. So cutting that off in that moment with a Thanks for, you know, sharing that. Have a nice day. Bye. Or not responding at all to a nasty gram can be what's best for your kids. And sometimes maybe that's the trigger for people. I share that because sometimes when you really want to get your point out, Mm -hmm. if you remember those cute little faces, it can help you just say, you know what? I'm not going to engage. That's right. I've just felt like consumed. I'd wake up every day and there'd be something new. And there was so many people in our life during that time. It just felt overwhelming. My whole world was my children. So I just wanted to be their mother and I just wanted to, you know, give them the best life possible and be there for them. And my priority was only them. And God forbid I didn't engage. Then I would get an email from an attorney or from somebody that was in our life at that point saying that you have to respond. You have to respond. Like I was being like so beat up all the time. I was exhausted. I mean, emotionally and physically exhausting the entire process. It wasn't easy. I made it look easy because my kids, you know, you're right. I looked at their little faces and they're all I cared about. So you do what you have to do. One of my friends, Christina McGee, who's been on the show a bunch of times, she's a parenting expert. And one of her tips when she works with parents who are in conflict is that instead of on your phone, instead of your ex's face popping up when they call or text or whatever, put a picture of your children in as the the profile picture for your ex. And so when that nasty gram pops up or the phone rings and it's them and you get that just feel of like, what now? you at least have that moment of oxytocin release when you see those little faces that are so important to you because you're a hundred percent right. And I think that this is something that people who, you know, we're taping this in December, which is traditionally sort of the month before divorce season starts, which means people who are listening right now are thinking about whether or not they Mm -hmm. want to get divorced. They're probably going to wait until the new year to do anything about it, but there are people out there right now who are listening one thing they need to know is that that feeling of overwhelm and exhaustion and just being 
inundated Mm. is possible. And I'm wondering, you know, what your thoughts are on that. Divorce is overwhelming. Divorce is hard when you're in it. Um, not for everybody, but for, for the majority, um, it's hard there. It's a, it's a lot of paperwork. Um, you know, some, you, you look at, okay, look at, let's bring in a celebrity, for instance, let's Tom Brady and Giselle, you know, smooth sailing. Here we are. They're like divorced. This was probably going on behind the scenes for quite some time. And, you know, that when, when it was going to come out, it was already going to be done and they did it right. I, I have to commend them. They did it right. There's no hard feelings, correct? They're supporting each other. And because everyone was, you, they knew everyone was going to be looking at them. So that's a divorce done right. All these yes. other ones that are like Kim Kardashian and, you know, what is exactly what, the one I was thinking what of? What is his name? What is his name now? I don't even know. Yay. Huh, yay or whatever. Yay. That's, like, Good old that's yay. like horrible. You know, my, my advice is keep your kids out of it. It's not their fault. Do everything you possibly can to protect them. My kids never saw me cry. My kids never saw me come home from court in court clothes. I would literally have my girlfriend get my kids off of a bus if I wasn't there. I'd change in my car. I literally changed in my car back into my mommy clothes because, you know, our court clothes is in our mommy clothes. So my kids never (laughs) saw me with anything like that. But then there were times where I was forced to go to a meeting or a mediation or this and that. And it was like, you know, here we are as mothers, we have our kids. There's no nanny. There's no housekeeper anymore. You have to find someone to watch your kids. I feel like the moms, we bear the brunt of everything because we're the most, for the most part, the full-time parents. Every other weekend is the dad and for the most part and a dinner or something during the week. So we have to like make sure our kids' lives stay as normal as possible. Yet we're put in these situations where we have to go to mediation. We have to go to meetings. We have to go to therapist appointments. We have to go meet with our attorneys. We have to go to depositions. It's a lot. If your divorce is not a smooth one, if, whether you're in a custody battle, whether you're in lit- litigation or anything like that. My other piece of advice is have a really good support group around you. I had such a cocoon around me, my friends. They never left me alone. We started new traditions with the family. Okay, my son's 22 now. My daughter's 21 since they're since they're two. All our traditions have been the same. All of our friends have been the same. They just, you know, would drop off dinners. They would just be there for me. I was n- I was never alone. I think that helped a lot. And I made my my world smaller for certain people knew certain things. Some didn't. It was like a, a full-time job, like we said before. And um I got through it. Somehow, some way I got through it. I raised two amazing kids. Now it's behind me. And I there were many times I wished, oh my God, are my kids 18 yet? Because I just wanted it to be over. I, I don't want to, and I don't, don't wish that. Don't rush the time. Did, yeah. I didn't, but I was often, I would catch myself saying, are they 18 yet? Can this be over? Can I be done? Because I couldn't take the amount of people that were in my life. It was just too much. You had one of those divorces that had, did you, I, you had an attorney for your kids. There was no custody. There was no custody. It was all litigation, but there was a point where there was an attorney for the kids. She was wonderful. So at that point, the kids were involved, but they were much older by that point and stuff. And, you know, I would always just say, oh, it's just, you know, talking about talking about money or talking about this. If I had, because there were points where I had to explain to them, you know, why are you seeing this? (laughs) Why are you talking to this stranger talking about your life? Um, You know, have a really good team around you, your friends. Sometimes your family is not always the best team. My family wasn't, unfortunately, some of them. Sad to say, but that's true. So you can pick your friend. You can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. And I picked really well. It makes, I, I won't say, my husband has a phrase, you can you can pick your 
knows, but you can't pick your family. Right. And I'm like, that's, for some reason, that just brought that into my really mind. That's a really good podcast that we should really talk about <laughs> when family go, right? gets involved. Can we get to that next time? Absolutely. Because family, you know, can be a, a huge support and family can be a huge problem in divorce and personal relationships because they almost take up the mantle of, uh, you know, it, it attacks the family identity at times. But you talked about, so we've talked about the difficulty of your divorce the the litigation, the full-time job, the overwhelm, you know, all of those things. And yet it takes us to the fact when you and Daniel, Daniel Harold is your co-host yes. on your divorce podcast. And my listeners know Daniel, he was on the podcast, um, gosh, probably about a year and a half ago he um, when he started Divorced Over 40. And, uh, and you guys decided to name your podcast Divorce Doesn't Suck. Right. And so I really wanted to sort of close this out with why you made that decision to go with divorce doesn't suck when it sounds like your process might have been a little sucky. <laughs> so it wasn't all sucky, but it was pretty sucky. Yeah. Um, you know what? It was sucky. Yes. My divorce was sucky. The process was sucky. The people in my life were sucky at that time, but there was a lot of good in it because me and my, my two kids, like we had this beautiful, regardless of all that, we had this beautiful life. We built a beautiful life. We built a happy home. I finally got rid of the big house that the marital house. And I'm still in the home that, um, that we got after everything was said and done when it was over. And I, we, I couldn't be happier. I guess it was rough, but you know, that was the divorce part. My life was beautiful because it was me and my kids and there was, I didn't have, that part was wonderful. Now divorce doesn't suck because here I am building a community, you alongside of us, right? And teaching people and telling people and, you know, the stories we're, we're all, our podcast is the stories, like what happened. And it's not a, he said, she said, it's what I wish I had back then, that's what I'm giving to everybody now. This is the story. This is what happened. But this is how I came out of it. And this is how I got to the other side. And this is how I'm living my best life. So divorce doesn't suck because I might not be here with you. I might not be here with this podcast. I might not have created my radio show, um, which was What's Up With Wendy. But I had every celebrity in the planet on and then launched it into a podcast during COVID. So I might not have had that. I might not have said, oh my gosh, besides, you know, I need something for, for me, for my head. So I created, it launched it off my Geraldo Rivera celebrity show, which was the hallmark of his show. Um, it was his yeah. celebrity news show. So I said, oh, I want to do a, yeah. a radio show like that. Celebrities, newsmakers, authors. And so here I created, while raising my kids by myself, I created this amazing, you know, radio show that was on the air for like 12 years. Well, it still would have been on the air if I had stayed. Um, but then COVID happened. I said, oh, you know, I'll do a podcast like everybody else, right? But I might not have had that. And I might not have had this gift of of my kids. And we're so close. We we have this wonderful, they want to come home all the time. We spend all the holidays together. They, you know, their friends are always at my house. They always were at our house, um, regardless. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I wonder what my life, would my life have been the same if I had stayed married? Maybe not. Um, I feel I feel fulfilled, fulfilled. I feel at peace. I go to sleep every night. I'm happy. And um, I feel like I'm living my best life. I feel like I'm living a great life. So divorce doesn't always suck and you can come out of it. And even when it did suck, I was still living a great life because I was surrounded by so many great people and I had my kids. If I didn't 
get married in the first place, I wouldn't have my two wonderful children. And you have your life now. I mean, you have a wonderful life. I love that you say you're at peace and you go to sleep at happy at night. And that's why I named my podcast Divorce and Beyond, because as you know, we've talked about in this episode, when you're going through it, folks, it is overwhelming. It feels like it's going to last forever. And this, this suckiness is going to be forever. And it's not, I promise you, it's a finite period in your life and your beyond can be beautiful. And Wendy is a wonderful example of that. It's change and life is different on the other side, but it is a life that you choose and you get to create again. I always say divorce is an opportunity. Yes, it's reinventing yourself too. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of us, so. I mean, you know, most of the people that we talk to are like, oh my God, I'm so much happier now. A lot of people say, I wouldn't be having this career. I wouldn't be doing this if I was... The stories that we we tell on these podcasts are just amazing. And I I feel enlightened all the time. And I feel like that we bring so much light and sunshine and happiness because we're telling these stories and makes me feel good that like we're all we're all getting there. We're all beyond. We're all on the other side. And, you know, we're sharing it to help other people who are going through it, who are going through the hard parts now and helping we make it easier for them. Yeah, that's the reason I do my show. It's the reason you do you sh- your show. And I should mention, I told my story on Divorce Doesn't Suck with you and Daniel. I'll link to that in the show notes. And I just want to encourage everyone, go listen to What's Up, Wendy, and have some fun um, st- stories from, as she said, some of the top celebrities. You're going to love the- these are the conversations you want to hear. And definitely go listen to Divorce Doesn't Suck with Wendy and Daniel, because mm-hmm. it is really the, the tonic you're going to need as you go through the suckiness of divorce to get to the point where you're on the other side in your beyond and you get to the where divorce doesn't suck. So Wendy, thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for being on our show. And I want to have you back again, please. Oh, I would anytime you let me know when and I'm there, as you know, anything for you guys. I love what you're doing. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.